to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. I, I'm very excited. I have actually a live human being in here today. Usually I'm doing call-in for my guests. Uh, this guest actually said, no, I'll come in and I'll be there in studio, in person. So it's very exciting. Um, it's comedian Sydney Smith. And I'm going to tell you the backstory of kind of how I got this guest on here. So we actually went to go see uh, Adam Conover from the show Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, funny guy. Um, but I, I noticed the comedian before him, and this is no, um, not, no offense to Adam Conover, but the guy before him, was I was laughing harder at his jokes than Adam's jokes. And so I thought after the show, I was like, I got to go talk to the Sydney guy and I got to see if he wants to do my podcast. And the funny thing was like, he was skeptical at first. He was asking me like, what's your podcast about? Like he wasn't like, usually people are like, oh, okay, sure. And then, you know, then they maybe blow me off later, but right away he was like skeptical. And I was, and I think that's part of what drew me to him too. Cause he just, I could tell he thinks differently and you'll see today how funny he is and um, how he kind of thinks differently. I think that's why I like him. So let me introduce Sydney Smith. Sydney, how you doing? What's going on Chuck, man? Good, good, hey, good. Hey, bro, you just can't be a white dude walking up to black people inviting <laughs> places. That's what you you can't you can't do that, man. I guess not. Yeah, I know it's like so funny. But you were telling me uh, right before we started that um, the reason that you were a little skeptical is because you've had some strange offers. Can you tell me more about that? That people have asked you to do their podcasts you, or shows. You know, normally I get some weird shit, and it's always someone want me to do a podcast, and I show up, and they got a Fisher Price tape recorder or some weird <laughs> shit like that it's not like you got a legit studio <laughs> here man this, 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 this is legit uh, or i get the dude who comes up asking me uh do i know where he can get some weed so oh. <laughs> so <laughs> it, and anybody gotcha. who knows me knows i don't smoke so i was oh, like why would you okay. even ask me that question you yeah, got a yeah. lot of potheads around you okay yeah well a lot of stand-up comedians smoke weed in fact it's legal in california washington yeah. nevada so this is like one of the few states it isn't so have you never done it it's nope it's not my thing okay not my thing i'm a control freak man uh, I kind of got a little bit of a sense of that from your stand-up and doing some research. But so tell me about you grew up in um, how do you even say this name? Is it K-Pac? K-Pac, you K-Pac, got Michigan. C A P A C. Yeah, it's about an hour from Detroit. And what was that like? Uh, it was it was quite a culture shock, you know, growing up living in Detroit for the first half of my childhood. Never was around so many Caucasian people. <laughs> And honestly, really? God, honestly, God, I never had been around so many Caucasian people, especially when I was going to be the only black person in that room. But my mother moving us out to KPEC was a great thing. But yeah, we were the only black family there. And the uh, only black family in the entire town of KPEC? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, you know, I was the only black kid to graduate with my high school class and my siblings and so on and so forth. So, okay. So that's that's interesting. That sounds like uh, I, I had the opposite experience because <laughs> I grew up in this little town called Issaquah in Washington. And we had one black kid in the whole, in my whole neighborhood that went to my, and I think he was the only one in our whole high school, of like 2000 people. And so it was, but he was a nice guy. Like just, you know, Oh man. But, we, so that's my experience. Yeah, but, well, I, I don't know if it's really your experience. I think it's more of his experience. You, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, <laughs> you, you see what Caucasian people do, man. You try to take, what's my man's name? Do you remember his name? RJ. Okay. You yeah. try to take RJ R- Brown. R- R- of course, RJ Brown. <laughs> this whole story is false. <laughs> this whole story is false. RJ Brown. Brown. I swear to o- God. Only way this gets worse is no. this fucking name was fucking George Washington Black. <laughs> so only, only way this story gets worse. Uh, R.J. Brown. God, you're making me laugh, dude. I'll, All right, so going, <laughs> going back to Detroit. Are you Detroit? You, you are a Detroit sports fan, right? Lions, I am, I Tigers, am, Pistons. I, I root and cry 
uh, for them all. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Were you Barry Sanders fan? I, I was a Barry Sanders fan, and I'm not even a Detroit fan. So. Oh, man, we were all Barry Sanders fans, and uh, a lot of us, we felt his pain when he retired. Yeah. That was the only dude who ever quit on Detroit, and we weren't upset by it. We were like, ah, I get it. Yeah, what about Calvin Johnson? Were you upset when he quit? I wasn't upset either. Uh, Again, I Two freakish I athletes. It. It's like watching two people who are married, and you both you want to love both of them, but yeah. you know one who's really pulling the weight in the marriage. So mm. when that person says, I'm out, like, right. I, I get it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you got the sports uh, in Detroit now. Tell me about uh, your comedy influences growing up. Like, what were your favorite movies, TV shows, stand-up comedians? You know what? Um, oddly enough, some of my favorite stuff growing up, I'm, I'm going to date myself here a little bit, even though I try, I'd never tell anyone my age, but uh, there weren't much black shows to the Cosby show uh-huh. for the most part. I mean, you had good times and what's happening and things like that from the 70s that were being done as syndication. But mm-hmm. my early influences when it came to TV and comedy uh, was Family Ties and things like that. Like I love I, that show. Yeah, yeah. Like, I fell in yeah. love with, like, Michael J. Fox way back then and all the way to the point where I wanted the, I wanted the, uh, I wanted the sports coat with the suede <laughs> elbow patches and, and, and that awesome. type of thing. Yeah so, yeah, so I was a little bit of a nerd when I was a kid. So huh. I was into the Republican Party and... And I remember being a kid sitting there watching the Iran-Contra scandal and my mother's friend sitting there just staring at me with just like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Don't you want to go outside and play? And I'm yeah. like, shh, I'm trying to hear Ollie. He's, wow. He's testifying right now. So Gotcha. Okay. So like, but I mean, in terms of uh, stand, I know you said Eddie Murphy, was that, was that the first stand-up comedy special that you saw or? That's the first one that I can really, really recall was that one. I mean, Eddie Murphy was everybody's comedic hero then as a mm-hmm. kid. I mean, who else was more popular? I mean, Pryor was kind of on the downside of it. Yeah. Uh, Bill wasn't doing stand-up like that uh, at that point in time. And so Eddie was the king. Eddie was the guy. Gotcha. Even yeah. if you never wanted to be a stand-up comic, that was the guy I think that everybody kind of. Yeah, no, to. he was, yeah, he was de- delirious. I mean, that's the first one. That was the best. Raw was good too, but de- I mean, that delirious, special. I mean, it's like, he's just hitting on all cylinders on that. He's, he's, he's. Crazy because I just watched him talk about it on uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, show. Yeah, comedians and cars. Yeah, yeah. You watch that show too? Yeah. You I, should get on there I, one day. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. He says you should get on there. Call him up. Yeah, and get just me call on. him up and tell him. You know, uh, but he, I love what he says. He says, <laughs> and this is, and I never thought about it. I guess, but he says, Delirious was his favorite. Yeah, because he feels like he could do that same material right now, and it would it would hold up. That's right true. Now. Yeah, and he is having a new. As we talked about before, he has a new. Special coming out, which we don't. Is it fifty or eighty million? It's not, he getting so a, lot a lot of money of from Netflix, money. so I hope it's good. Like some of his movies have not been the greatest, but you can't be a, you can't you can't hit you know yeah lightning in a bottle every time. For not, sure. not every no, time, not every no. time. So when did you start doing stand up then? Uh, about ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, because I think were you were you friends with a just Jason Campbell? Does that name ring a bell? Does not. Okay. Uh, Is he friends with R.J. Brown? <laughs> Is that our? No, no, no. He was like, there was like a few. So there was when I first moved here, I was going because I think we were like still Facebook friends. When I went and to message you, I was like, oh, I'm actually friends with this guy because I think I had friended a bunch of comedians when yeah. I first moved here. I was okay. like, oh, I like following comedians and stuff. And and so yeah, I think that because I moved here about ten years ago, so it must have been right when you started. Jason Campbell is he related to Calais Campbell by chance at all? No, okay. no. He's okay. like a he's like a he was a, he was a guy who did a little bit of stand up. We actually both tried out for. Um, what was that show? Uh, is it Last Comic Standing or whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah, we both tried. I met him there, but he actually lived in Arizona. And he was friends with, like, Reggie. Uh, what's it? 
uh, Reggie, what's his name? I think he's a comedian. Too. I don't know. There's like a few R- local Reggie guys. Campbell. Yeah. yeah. But he's, they're not, they're not related. No, but, but Reggie's back out in Vegas now. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. there was like a few of you guys that I was like, oh, these guys are funny. And um, what's the other? CJ Horiza. Do you know that name? I re- I remember CJ from way back when yeah, I first Yeah. Yeah. He used to host like the open mics and stuff. He's a real nice yeah. guy. Yep. Nice kid. Anyway. So 10 years ago, so you started doing it. Um, and so how's been, how's the process? Have you grown? I mean, obviously you've grown a lot since then, right? With your comedy and such. Uh, I feel like I have, uh, people who I trust and ask, uh, I have a couple of mentors here in the area and, uh, my big, and my big brother, Warren B and my other comedy brother, Dion, you know, those are my cats that I lean uh-huh. on, uh, to make sure that I am progressing and make sure I don't become a hack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, always good. But you can always go back and read the jokes you're writing before and mm-hmm. look at old and listen to old tape and you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at this. Yeah. So like the first time you went up though, was it, did you bomb? No, or? because you know what? Every comic, if you're smart and the, whoever's promoting the show, if they're smart, when you first started out, they're going to tell you, bring a bunch of people out, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no point in a promoter putting you on for the first time if you're not going to bring some asses to put in seats. Right. No, exactly. And for a new comic, you want some asses and seats to give you that confidence. So, no, the first time I did it, I did really well. I did well enough to. Uh, I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Now there was a lot of there was a lot of bombing after though. Right. So that you remember the first time you bombed, you're like, oh gosh, I should just I should give up, or or how did you get through that? I never ever felt like I, I should give up, but I do remember the first time I bombed. I was about six months in. Okay. Know, and like every comic, you're six months in, you think, oh, it's only another six months before I'm the next Eddie right. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. And I uh, I just got smashed before a show, uh, and uh-huh. I was and I was it was bad. Gotcha. And, uh, it was so bad that when I got up on stage, I was giving the punchlines before I was giving the premise <laughs> and the set. <laughs> And by the time my seven uh, minutes was up, I was my head was down and I was reading the jokes straight out of my notebook because I couldn't remember oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. So you basically bombed yourself. Like, it wasn't that you did the material and people didn't like it. It's just that you screwed up the material because you were drunk or whatever. Uh, bombing should always feel personal. So I don't, yeah. I, yeah, so I don't care how it happens. It was, it was bombed. Sure, it was a sure. Bomb. And I learned a valuable lesson from that. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you got back up. And then, um, so I don't know if this was kind of the, one of the first famous people that you had worked with. But I know in 2015, you actually you literally shared a stage with Sinbad so because like when people say share the stage it's like oh you know you opened and then he went on but you guys actually kind of did this thing I I just saw a clip of it but you were actually on the stage together tell me about that uh one of my mentors here uh he's like a dad to me I have a couple of mentors who are like dads to me T.A. Burroughs and Jerry Johnson shout out to them Mm -hmm. um but T.A. is very good friends with Sinbad they go back many many years um and so whenever Sinbad's in town he always shoots T.A. Uh, some tickets and they speak and so on and so forth. And they speak, you know, more often as well. Mm-hmm. But he wanted me to go down and see this man work. And I'd never seen Sinbad live. And I got to tell you, for anyone who hears this, if you've never seen him, if he's coming to town, it's worth the money. This dude went, came out and destroys for 25 or 30 minutes of just pure crowd work. And then he goes into doing his hour plus set. Hmm. So he by himself is worth the ticket. Uh, but he pulled up my mentor T.A. onto the stage and they got to talking a little bit. And then I did not know this, but T.A. has spoken about me to him and my name came up on the stage and he asked if I was there. And I was like, yeah, I was like a fat white woman on Price is Right. Like I'm right, <laughs> right here. Uh. And uh, he said, come up here. So I went up and he said, take your funny. I said, absolutely. He said, well, let's see. And I, he gave me a couple of minutes and 
Never looked back since. And ever, the crowd loved it. You did, didn't yeah. bomb that time, right? No, got awesome. up there, did did my thing, man. People were laughing. People remembered me after when I was walking through the casino, Wild Horse Pass, wow. and was shaking my hand and saying I did a great job. So awesome. It was, so it was good. And and I think I, I you probably read it on my website, but the knowledge you gave me uh, back in the green room was 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 just tremendous as well. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So and then obviously in 2019, th- this year, um, I just saw you open up for Adam Conover. One thing I was going to ask you about, though, so he he's the Adam Connell from Adam Ruins Everything, and he did this whole bit about the Nike symbol. And I mean, he goes in these deep, like, kind of like uh, rabbit holes, and he starts talking about how it's like almost basically like brainwashing with the Nike symbol. But I noticed that uh, this was the second night, so you must have heard the set, but the second night you're wearing a Nike shirt. Was that on purpose or? Oh, I've, I'm always in Nike. <laughs> I'm in Nike now. I'm, yeah, in yeah. A, I'm in a Nike Air Max T okay. right now. I, well, were you trolling him a little bit with wearing the Nike swoosh symbol? Not, oh, okay. Not at all. Not at all. You know what? I uh, I just always have it on. My, okay. my first tattoo, part of it is a Nike swoosh. Okay, yeah. So I just... I just I thought that'd be it. funny if it was... <laughs> Did no. you get to meet him, by the way? Or was he... Because he was he didn't meet uh, the fans afterwards, but you were backstage, so you get to... Yeah, in the green room, all the comics hang out. Uh, I've never had it i've heard stories but i've never yet worked with a headliner yet where they just wanted the green room to themselves okay. so normally yeah we're all back in the ha- back eating talking about the business depending on who you're working with adam yeah. was very very chill cool um very very supportive um uh helped me get over some frustrations i was having actually at that time with my own career oh. uh and helped me stay focused on 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 a particular path so he yeah. was a very very nice guy so how did you get the spot to open up for him like did he pick you out or does the club owner pick you out or how did you Grinding, man, grinding. So <laughs> I said I've been doing this for 10 years, but you mm-hmm. do it for 10 years doing open mics and doing this yeah. show and that show and bar shows and so on and so forth. And, you know, one day you get passed at a club. So I, I've, I got passed a few years ago at Stand Up Live and Stand Up Live's own CB Live. They also own Tentnip Improv. And now I have my own show there and I work, I work all those clubs. Oh, okay. So th- they just like say, hey, we need this. We need you on this one. We need you on that yeah. one. And, okay. Yeah. So tell me about some of the other comedians that you've opened for. I know uh, Whitney Cummings. What was that? She she's like recently in the news because she had something where she uh, she posted a picture and I guess her her nipple was showing. And so then these people and then she deleted the picture, but there was already some people that had screenshotted it. Yeah. So then they message her and they're like, "You better give us a million dollars or we're gonna." Po-. And then she goes, "Okay, screw you. And if you're if you're gonna post it, I'm gonna post it." So yeah. she posted it, and so then all these comedians started posting like embarrassing pictures of themselves. And oh, yeah. Do you hear about that? Yeah, oh, I follow Whitney on Instagram. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, I have a huge, huge crush on Whitney Cummings. Oh. I mean. So you see the nipple? Then? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Um, she's she's awesome. She's very, very nice. Yeah. Um, what I love about Whitney, foremost, though, and I listen to this podcast, uh, not to shout out another podcast on your podcast. Oh, that's but, fine. But Barry Katz, Industry Standard. Okay. And, and they always talk about being prepared for when your break comes. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Whitney as the greatest example of already having her shit together. So when her opportunity came, she had something else. As a comic, at least for myself, I know what I want to have down the road with my career. That's why I'm constantly writing, constantly creating uh, even if you don't see it, it's on a shelf someplace. Ah. And that's the way they say you should work it, as if you're building a bookshelf and adding things onto it. Uh-huh. So when you come up and someone sees you, you're ready to go. Okay, uh-huh. you're funny. We love that stand-up, but what else do you have? Do you have any TV show ideas? Uh-huh. Do you have any book ideas, any movie ideas, so on and so forth? And Whitney's just a great, great example of that. Uh-huh. Not to mis- mention when she came into the green room of uh, of, of the, <laughs> the comedy store. Oh, man, I was, oh, man. 
So, oh, so would you open for her? That was in L.A. at the comedy that store? That was in L.A. I've, I've done the comedy store, the main room out there three times. Okay, so that's the guy that I was talking, talking about earlier, Fahim Anwar. He's a regular at the comedy store. Yeah. So, yeah, if you go there, you might might see him next time. But um, So that reminds me, it's funny, just what you said about having to have all these different, you know, writing TV shows and all this and, and different kinds of things. It reminds me of the Mitch Hedberg. Are you a fan of Mitch Hedberg at all? I am. I, am. I don't know all of his material, but yeah. I'm a fan of it. But he has that one joke where he says like, hey, so uh, you're a comedian. Can you act? He's like, that's like going up to a chef and saying, hey, you're a chef. You can cook. But can you farm? <laughs> have you heard that one? <laughs> I have not, but that is. But it's the way, it's the world we live in, man. Yeah, it's yeah. the world we live in. You know, right. unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I think it's fortunate. Um, it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you can only take stand-up so far. I mean, I guess in, unless you're Kevin Hart or whatever and you're selling out arenas, like, I mean, you know, stand-up can only go so far. And it's like, yeah, you want to make more money but and even get more that exposure. Ends. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. that ends. But it, it, it also, you have to look at it from a standpoint, how marketable how much money can someone else make off of you as well? Mm-hmm. You know, because right. no one's coming to yeah. to come sign it's you. It's not a charity. Yeah. Right. They're not coming to sign you yeah. because they just want to be buddies. Want to help you them. out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that does not exist. Yeah. So, and then Russell Peters, you, uh, you share a stage guy. with him. Hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Where was, where'd you open up for him for? Uh, st- stand Up Live. Stand Up Live. Okay. And, uh, and I, it was more of a guest spot. I would say more of a guest spot oh, okay. as, as opposed to opening. Um, but uh, Russell is probably the only person who ever made me lie. Um, it was very, very weird. Um, made you lie? Yeah, man. Yeah. How so? <laughs> a few years back, I went out to L.A. for a red carpet birthday party for an old friend, uh, a former friend, I should say. And uh, Russell Peters is there. And I took a couple of friends out with me. And they're huge Russell Peters fans. And they're running over, hey, man, Russell's here. Russell's here. I said, okay, well, you know, I'm trying to play cool, even though I'm a Russell Peters mm-hmm. fan. Uh, yeah, you know, I was... I'll see him when I see him, you know. Like that. <laughs> what yeah. And uh, we finally did end up in the same room. He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, looking at me, looking at him. And we walk up to each other. And I say, hey, I'm Sidney Smith. He says, I know who you are. I said, you do? He goes, yeah. He said, we've met. Uh, I said, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> he said, no, we've met. And I think I would remember if I met Russell Peters is what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Johnny San- Sanchez uh Mutual friend of both of ours walks past. Say, hey, Johnny, how do I know this guy? He's a Sydney Smith, comic out of Phoenix, hilarious guy. He said, "I knew it. I knew I knew you." I say, "Okay, well, it's good to see you again." <laughs> so he was just fucking with you, basically. No, no, no. no. Russell's known for having this great memory, oh. uh, but this time it was a little faulty. Uh, oh. But I lied and went with it. <laughs> and okay. Said, and said, yeah, man, it's great to see you again. Yeah. So when he came into town to stand up live, it was a couple years later. Uh-huh. And uh, so let me go down and see if, if he'll remember me. Yeah. And I went down. I waited for him after the show. waited for all of his fans to kind of stop taking pictures and so on and so forth. And I walk over and I, and I say, hey, uh, I'm not sure if you remember me. He shakes my hand, pulls me in. He says, I remember you. And I remember you from the time I met you before, too. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, that guy's got a memory then. Uh, he's got a, yeah, he's, it's, it's a pretty good one. But Yeah, because he probably meets how many people a day per show? I mean, it's got to be, how would you remember that many people? That's insane. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't huh. know. I don't know. He has, he does have a great, and one of the nicest fucking guys and gave some great advice uh, as well, hanging out in the group. Yeah. It's, it was just something to see because he travels with so many comics when he comes into mm-hmm. town. So he'll come in, he'll bring his own feature, but he's got oh. three or four other comics he brings with him. Okay. And what he does is for each show, okay, you're going to go on, you're going to go on, you're going to go on. And then the next show, he may change the, change the lineup, change it yeah. up. And, okay. And just wants to make sure everybody gets a chance to be 
on on that stage because he sells out like crazy. Ah, that's cool that he's helping people out. Awesome guy. So another guy that you uh, have shared a stage with, I'm a big fan. I love David Spade. So tell me about working with him. That must have been cool. Are you a fan of him? Another nice fucking guy. Yeah, he's from Arizona too, right? He is from Arizona. Um, Comedy store again. And it was great that I, when I saw he was going to be on the lineup, and I said, this is going to be awesome because I was just kicking off my sketch comedy show yeah. down at Stand Up Live, um, which you can see uh, at Stand Up Live. Next one should be coming up in October. Awesome. Uh, um, <clears throat> but really nice guy. I went out. I was hosting a show. Let me see if I can set the scene here. So when you're there at the comedy store, you really don't want to get in the way. I, I feel like I'm as funny hmm. as everybody else back there, but I'm not as accomplished. They all know each other. So when yeah. you, you got David Spade, Whitney Cummings, Pete Holmes, Judd Apatow, you know, all these guys hanging out. I'm just trying to see what I can hear mm-hmm. as more as opposed to just talking and trying to interject into someone's conversation. Sure. Uh, so, and I try to, is there, so is there a green room in that comedy store? Because there's so, there's three different, Legend. there's original room, main room, and legendary. It's got to be a pretty room. big green room, huh? Legendary green room yeah. back there. I told my wife not to sit on anything. Don't lean back. Oh, she got to go back too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, yeah she went back and, and checked it out. Um, but David Spade, really, really nice guy. And so... I was talking to him. He's getting ready to leave out the back door. And I stopped him and said, hey, I know you're getting ready to go, but I want to ask you a question. I'm starting this comedy sketch show at Stand Up Live. Mm-hmm. I have question A, B, and C. Would you mind? Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely. So he stopped Wow. and gave me some advice. I forget who was on stage, finished up. I had to go back out, bring out the next comic. And I thought, shit, he's going to be gone. Oh. I won't get... Came back from introducing the next comic. He, st- he stayed there to finish our conversation. And, and finish giving me the tips and, wow. and, and give me some back, some behind the scenes stuff of oh. Saturday Night Live. So he hella, hella nice guy. Awesome. So what you got, can you share any of this secret advice or is this like kind of insider trading kind of stuff? <laughs> you know what? I'm very competitive, so I won't share it. I'll, oh. share, I'll share it off air. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll share, yeah, it, off yeah. air. I'll share it off air. Cool. All right. Um, and so then finally, the other one that I saw that on your website that you shared a stage with was uh, Judd Apatow, which I'm not... Really sure if people are if he's known as much for a stand up, but he's definitely known for all his movies like right. Knocked Up and uh, uh, a million. I'm not trying to blank right now, but isn't Knocked Up was the big one, and there's he's like got, a whole bunch of them. Uh, was it no? This is forty. Yeah, this, and, uh, this, this, what was the other big one right after Knocked Up? There was another one. Um, ah, this sure. is crazy. I can't be. If Judd hears this, <laughs> cast me as something anyway. I'm sorry, I cannot remember your yeah. entire bio. No, I'll check out his IMDb later, and I'm going to go, oh, an idiot. But no, he's done so much stuff. I even like the one that he did that was about stand-up with Adam Sandler. Um, and I'm forgetting the name of that, too. But that, but yeah, that was a good. So so he does he does stand-up? Was this before the movie stuff, or he does this in in addition to the movie well, stuff? Well, when he started out, he started out as stand-up. Right, right, and, yeah. yeah so that, but that went so many years ago. Yeah. But he was out working out material for his Netflix special that he had dropped that was dropping shortly after. He did a stand-up Netflix special? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. Check. Is it good? It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, you know, I, who am I to knock? It's Judd Apatow. He got, yeah. he got a big check from Netflix too. <laughs> so, I, Yeah. So he was working it out and so... Yeah, he had his notebook and everything and he was out there working material. I think he worked all... He did all, he did all three rooms that night. He bounced around doing all oh, three wow. rooms that night. And you'll see something like Joe Rogan's notorious for that jump, yeah. jumping around doing all the rooms. So, okay. Yeah. So it's very cool. So do you go to the comedy store a lot? Like you make a little road trip up there or, or I have, there? I have not been there, uh, in a, 
quite some time. I should say in a few months. I should say I shouldn't say quite some time. That sounds like ten fucking years. Uh-huh. But that's my favorite place to go. If yeah. I, even if I'm not doing time, I just love that place. I tell anybody who goes to L. A. If yeah. you're a comedy fan, oh for sure, yeah. Because we went and we saw uh, we went to see the guy Fahim that I followed since like forever, and he's starting to get big. But also Joe Rogan got up on stage, and yeah. then I don't know if you know who Brian Pusan is, but he was in. I was going to the bathroom, and he's. Sta- I'm like, that's. That's the guy from, he's like on Big Bang Theory. Like yeah. he's on all these different shows and yeah. his stand-up special. And like, he's like, just standing there right there. And I was like, I, I kind of wanted to like ask for a picture, but I thought, ah, it's kind of like, pro- he's probably going to be like, oh, like annoyed. And then Fahim told me later, he's like, no, everybody's cool. You can get a picture and stuff. I was like, it's damn real, it. It's really chill. I yeah. tell people this comedy store is for me is like any other club I've been to up to this point because yeah. you don't know who you're going to see. Like you, you were see saying, so many big names and they're just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Except for, you know, maybe a couple of cats. Like I've, I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard Rock and Chappelle kind of stay to themselves a little bit. I mean, they're like, but, but, yeah, because they're so, I mean, they would yeah. just get mobbed, right? Yeah, if they, it, absolutely. It yeah. I was standing there having a beer on the patio when they just turned, there's Jeff Ross standing there, and I'm like. Yeah, he was there when I was there too, yeah. I said, man, this, he's taller than I thought he was. Yeah. I didn't think he was that tall. He was, I think he did like what you did earlier when he got drunk, and he went up there, and I was like, this is the least funny I've ever, he's really usually really funny, but I think he was a little hammered, and so it wasn't the greatest, but he's still funny. Hey, but. man, we all, we all work to get to that point to where we're always funny. It we doesn't matter, movies, we yeah. We TV shows. Yeah, you can I bomb can a little, and who cares? Yeah. And you know what? You're fucking going to laugh yeah. anyway. Because it's Sidney Smith, and you're like, I don't care. It's Sidney Smith. I got to see Sidney Smith. I don't even if he bombs, it's better than seeing Joe Blow, who doesn't know. I'm waiting to be able to pull a Dave Chappelle where I can just kind of walk up and just do, you know, half a day on stage and no one cares. I get to just do three, four, six hours. Okay. Yeah. Did he did he do like both those specials? Was that that wasn't all in one day, was it? No, 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 no. I don't know if he did that all in one day. I'm pretty yeah. sure he didn't because there was two different locations, but He's known to show up at the store or show up and at just the cellar. Do three hours. Yeah, get up on stage. If you YouTube, you'll find you'll find sets of he and Rock on stage for two wow. three hours. Are you a Chris Rock fan? That's my hero. Oh god, he's so funny. That is my idol. <laughs> That's that is that is my guy. Does he does he still perform stand up as much? I haven't seen him touring as much. Like I feel like have you ever seen him live? I have not had the pleasure of seeing him live. You know he uh, he was on tour for the longest time to set up to set up for his Netflix special. Yeah. So does he have another one coming out? No, nothing that I've heard of, and I okay. don't think he's on. T- I was just on his site. I didn't see any dates. Yeah. Um, so he, I don't know what he's doing right now. God, he's so he's so clever, and his his material is so good. Because there's some comedians that I feel like it's they rely a lot on delivery and yeah. not as much on material. But his material is really good, and his delivery is really good. He's right. got both. So. Right. Right. Yep, That's really absolutely. cool. So right. who are some of your other uh, favorite comedians out there now? Uh, maybe people locally, and then on the national stage that you follow. Um, locally, uh, I like some of the younger folks who are coming up doing their thing right now. Um, Josh Harrison, he's a funny young guy. Um, Dana Whitson, I just love her stuff. Um, Trevor Skies, I love his stuff as well. Those are a few of the young, young people that I like right now. Mm-hmm. And when I say young people, <clears throat> not necessarily in age, just in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, especially, I, j- I just told Dana this, or actually I said this to the crowd. I did the lounge, uh, working out some stuff not too long ago, and they were both on the show. It takes such courage to kind of stay in what you're doing, regardless of what's happening in that room. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I love Dana Whiston so much and Trevor Skies, because they have these big personalities, these characters that they do. And, and, and they're so brave with the way that they do them. Mm-hmm. Where, again, regardless of what's going on, they don't they never break that. And do you do this long enough? You can tell whether a comic does a character or not whether they have that type of bravado to keep it going mm-hmm. or, or they just bail and just 
pull the ripcord, say, okay, I'm bailing out of this. Of and the it, character, you're saying? Yeah. 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 Or out of, the, out of the bit, out of whatever. But mm. these guys not only have bits, but they have the, these characters that they do along with the bits. Yeah, yeah, That you have to stay in because they go together. Yeah. Do you do any characters or voices? No, no. I mean, every, do you do like, a, so you know, when, I, I love like when Eddie Murphy would do like, and I don't know what, maybe I'm a weird like, but I'm not, I'm not offended by this. I think it's hilarious when, when black comedians do like a white guy voice. I, I do you do like a white guy voice? That is so 90s. No. Is, is it so, really? That is so, <laughs> that is, I, I, if Eddie, Ed, Eddie, yeah. you ever, please don't do any white people voices when you do this Netflix. That <laughs> is so When nice. this delirious special, when he started oh. doing like the white guy voice. I mean, well, yeah, you're right. Cause it's kind of, it's hacky now. It, it, you're it, right. Right now. You're right. I mean, so yeah, but then it was uh, fucking hilarious. God, so funny. Like when he would do that and then, and Dave Chappelle does it too though. And it's, it's I mean, and when Martin, used, when Martin did it on his first uh, special, um, you so crazy, you so crazy. Yeah. He does the voice uh, and he, then he does it again in bad boys. Uh, this is your new neighbor. Just come over to borrow some brown sugar. That is so. It's no. I can't. No, I can't do it. No, that's you, actually one thing I appreciated appreciated about your act is like you didn't because some comedians like they rely on that too much. You yeah. know, they'll just like they'll play that thing out. And I'm like, okay, like we like I've heard it so many times. Absolutely. It's like so like you came out in there and you're just you were saying we're we're gonna get to your material, but your material was like. Your sense of it, I was like, wait, he can't say that. I was like, and then I'm like, but I'm laughing. And I'm like, it's funny though. I like it. And then, so it was awesome. But I, I love it. I can't wait to hear what you, what you, what I said that made you say, you can't uh, say that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, I think I messaged, but yeah, anyway, anyways, uh, let's move on. Sorry. Stump, <laughs> uh, Sydney Smith show. So you started doing that YouTube thing. Is that what it's called? Just the Sydney Smith show, the YouTube sketch? Uh, yes. Yeah. The Sydney Smith show. That is the, uh, the sketch show along with stand up. Yeah. Are you still doing that? I am. So, okay. Uh, I took the last couple of them to try to record my CD. So we didn't, oh, do okay. the, so we didn't get together, excuse me, <clears throat> and write uh, and shoot any sketches to, over the last couple of shows, but we're going to get back to that. Uh, one of the lines that made me laugh really hard was uh, in the, <laughs> you have a sketch called fat Jesus. And which I did not write that one. <laughs> oh, you didn't write that. One. Okay. I, didn't, I mean, uh, Josh Luna who plays fat Jesus in yeah. the sketch, he came up with the premise. The idea came with it. Okay. And then we sit down, we do a table read. Okay. And then we do some little rewrites, but a, that's Josh. You had a good line, your line. And I don't know. He, did he write this one or do you? Cause it, it said, you're like, I'm looking for the lamb of God, not the calf of God. <laughs> he, he, that was funny. He, he wrote that. Okay, <laughs> that, that was good. You delivered it well, though. I, I, hey, man, that was a hot fucking day. So what about? Yeah, it looked because you was outside. Yeah. Were, yeah. What about the one where it was like I'm trying to remember how it went. It was like these like there's like KKK members, but the one guy is like secretly like loves black culture, and you're I like that, you're yeah. like the what is it kind of like his like imaginary black guy friend or something? Or so so the I'm, voice in his head that's like <laughs> right. So I'm the I am the I'm the black guy in every racist guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go around and I'm outing, you know, uh-huh. you know, the racist guy to his people. Right. Letting them, you know, revealing that he really likes black shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, cause, look, man, I haven't yet to meet a dude who says he doesn't like something, but uh, yeah, he, how he'll, do you, he'll, he'll how, take parts of that culture. Right, right. And enjoy it. How I don't do like you, black people, but I'll fuck some black pussy. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> Or like, how about, I mean, like, okay, if you're racist, so then what, you're not going to watch like football and stuff? Like, cause there's black people in football. So like, what, how do you, it's gotta be like really hard to really stick to that 100%. You're right. right because I, I have more respect for the racist guy who lives in a tent up in the fucking mountains around no one. Cause they're the doing fuck. what they pre- practicing what they preach. Not to do, uh, like you said, I don't like black people, but I, I like, I like my cowboys. We got to get, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we we got to get Zeke that that paycheck. But yeah, it's like what? Fuck them niggers over there next door. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh god! All right, so you do have some new sketches maybe planned for the YouTube show then? I do, okay. I do, I do. Cool. I'm 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 writing stuff down. I get. Man, if you could see my office, which I still need to put together um, for my wife murders me and takes the, light, the insurance <laughs> money, but I got so much shit, man. I uh, jokes and sketches and just so much stuff. That's awesome. That's the way to do it. Is yeah. this your full-time? I mean, are you doing comedy full-time or do you have to do some stuff on the side to kind of keep ends meet or? No, full-time. That's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. Um, so you had an old podcast, um, but it looked like I, I think the last episode was like 2017, but now you have a new one planned. And by the way, I love the name of this. It's called A Horrible Night. And people go, what? A Horrible Night? What's so great about that? But it's the way <laughs> the way that you spelled horrible is like, <laughs> it's like a horror, like a, like a horror, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a girl that takes money for Amen. sex. Oh, and you spelled it Horrible Night. So tell me about this new podcast. I haven't heard any episodes because it's not technically out yet, right? It is, it is not out yet. Yeah. Um, still trying. To, I want a co-host. I, I still need a good co-host. Um, uh yeah, I know. I know we don't talk about shit until I do it, but I'll I'll talk about it there, uh, since I have it on the damn website. Um, it's where I will bring on different comics, and we're going to talk about their best and worst nights of sex. Oh, and they're gonna, we're going to share those stories. And, wow, and and we'll see where it goes from there. That but, could be. That sounds really funny. Yeah, I think especially if you have comedians. Yeah, that's who I. That's who I. That's who I definitely want to have on. So it's just about trying to find the right mix of of my co host along with the right comedians and the right person to. Be, to produce it as well, because uh-huh. I'm not quite sure I have the time to do it everything like I did with the last podcast. Absolutely, yeah. No, so do you have any story? Are you going to save that for the podcast, or can you tell me any of your best and worst sex experiences here? Or uh, <laughs> give us a preview. Yeah, let me see. My best or worst, I t- yo, I'll give you one. I was uh, 18 at the time, and I was dating, okay. I was dating an older woman. How much uh, older? Uh, she was 22, 23. Okay. But she already had a couple of kids. That's still pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, you, you know, well, give you props for that. In man to woman years, she was technically maybe, you know, 10 years older than I was. You know, she already had a couple of kids, been yeah. married, so on and More so mature, forth. More mature, yeah. But we decided we were going to get a hotel room, and we did. And uh, How'd you was, meet her, by the way? Uh, we were both in the military, actually. Oh, uh, okay. We were stationed together. Oh, I didn't know you were in the military. Yes, okay. I did. Which uh, she was She was Army, I was Navy. Okay. Well, thank you for your service. Don't tell me that. I hate when people say that. <laughs> Why? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that after I tell you this story. Okay, if, okay. If, yeah, if yeah. you remind me, I'll oh, tell yeah. you. Uh, but we went and got some booms farm, some strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the shit you drink when you're 18. Right. You will not drink. When you turn 21, it's like if you order that at a bar, the bartender's going to like. I, I might do it tonight. That was a fucking joke. <laughs> hey, man, give me some booms farm. Fuck you mean you ain't getting no booms farm. Uh, <laughs> what kind of bar is this? What kind of bullshit establishment is this? Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we're drinking some Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill, and I had a, about a cup and a half, and uh, we went to do the do, and uh, I was putting in my best uh, 18-year-old lower back movement. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a, never heard it uh, described that way. That's, that's very creative. <laughs> and uh, she was just laying there, you know, and I'm like, well, what's the problem? You're not enjoying it? I mean, what? Just, you're not in. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so wait, were you enjoying yourself or were you just drunk enough that you didn't know what was going on? Hey, man, that cup and a half of booze right will fuck you up. <laughs> get with you. How much did you weigh when you were 18? I mean, that cup and a half is like nothing. What, one, 145? Okay, yeah, you were like you were like me and you're probably like super skinny when you were I was like, tanked, yeah. man. What are you yeah. talking about? But I was working. Yeah. I was putting that work in, and, uh, but it wasn't in. So it wasn't, I don't know what. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, well, at least it wasn't the wrong hole. I mean, I've heard those stories too. So. <laughs> was not the wrong hole. So that's good. With so. her, with her, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. Oh, I got some other questions. Um, so besides, <laughs> unless there's more on that. No, no it's fine. I just okay. thought that was a terrible segue there, R.J. Brown. <laughs> Archie Brown is a real person, I swear to God. I'm going to find his Facebook after this if he has one. I'm, ch I'm changing your name in my photo, Archie Brown. <laughs> he kind of was like the whitest black guy I've ever met. Don't though. say that. Don't say that. Oh, oh now you got real racist. Uh, that's racist? Oh, that's terrible. That's Why? terrible. You can't go around sell, telling black people that you are the whitest black person I've ever met. Because now you're stereotyping black people. Ah. Uh, Am yeah, I? There is no. Well, you're the expert. I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, okay. Well, well you stole his story, so you, I guess you're the expert. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I want you to meet RJ Brown. Like, I really want to bring this guy over. No, but I see you got a split personality. I don't want to be anywhere around when RJ Brown comes oh, up. Well, no, let's go back to uh, yeah. what was the question about? I was going to say, oh, yeah. So you don't like people when people say thank you for your service. Explain that. Yeah, man. You just can't throw that around. I mean, you got to save that for the guys, the fucking G.I. Joes who go over. Were you just like a cook in the Navy or something? No, I was not. And oh. I, and, uh, I can't talk about what I did. Oh, but did you kill people? I was not a cook. Okay. Um, but you got to say that for those guys who are over there doing it uh -huh. and, who, and who choose to go back again and again. You can't give it to a guy who was an office clerk. <laughs> the difference between he and a dude at fucking Staples is the uniform. I mean, you right. can't. Oh, that's true. Thank you for your Staples. What do they call those <laughs> pogs, right? People other than Grunt. Have you ever heard that term? I have not. Is, oh, is you really? Slim? Is that, a, is that a term? Slim is ex-military as well. Slim, my, Slim, my bro, is over here. You don't have to really talk. Just nod or shake. Yeah. Do you know that? Is that you heard that term, pog? Okay. Yeah, see, that's like... No, I didn't know I didn't, I didn't know, know that either, and then I saw somebody say it, and I asked my brother. My brother was in the Army. He goes, oh, yeah, a person other than grunt. It's like, that's what they call, like, the cooks and those kinds oh, of... Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I no, just but say I just we think, reserve it. I guess I just... I, am, I always have, like, a lot of respect for those people because I don't have the balls to do that, like, to even... Well, I mean, I guess I could I could be like a clerk or something. <laughs> yeah. That would be okay. But I mean, do we get to choose those things? Because don't when you sign up, I mean, they might couldn't they just tell you like, well, uh, I know you wanted to be a clerk, but we're going to put you on the front line. So no, they they can, but you get to read that contract, right? I mean, you have to take a test. So if you are not you don't do well on this test, you do get a choice of they tell you somewhat of where you where where you fall, what you may end up doing, right? So now there's an opportunity that if you do join up. And let's say you go in to do some specialty job and you can't pass the school or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you could get your ass tossed out onto the front lines or mm -hmm. in the Navy, out onto a ship, scraping paint. Yeah. But you do read a contract. You do have to sign that. And, again, I just like to reserve that for the guys and okay. the women out there who are actually. So if I meet it. somebody in the military now, I'm just going to be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you should, we're, we're the same we're equal you should probably actually, you did two tours in uh afghanistan well that was in the past like, is, i went through college that is different that's that is different, different. Okay. That's, that's in afghanistan two tours so i can thank there. those because that's my brother my brother did afghanistan and iraq you're right yeah so that's i can thank the, him for that's okay. the motherfucker you think okay you don't think well, i don't know what you did i guess i could so i have to ask and say did you do, do any tours no okay well then, then i'll walk away that's, that's nothing <laughs> wrong with looking for information that's how <laughs> If we if dudes ask more information, we wouldn't end up with so many baby mamas and paying child support. You got to ask questions, investigate, figure shit out, ask questions. Yeah. And where were you at? What were you doing? Yeah. Oh, you were over in Fort Gordon, just ordering pencils. 
Okay. Wait, wait, go back to this baby mama thing. What do you mean asking questions? How do we avoid the baby? Like, you mean, are you saying like asking the woman if she's on birth control, that kind of thing? Or? I, finding out if this bitch is crazy. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You can't ask a bitch if she's crazy, though. You, you have can, to figure you, it out. You can ask the right questions to find okay. out if she's what crazy. What are those questions? Let's teach the young people of our audience how to avoid. Oh, you know you can't teach young people. They know everything already. Though. Yeah, that's true. Millennials. Yeah, they, they, know, already, they already got it nailed down. But no, you just got to be sit back. You got to do more listening than you do talking. Yeah. Uh, if, if you meet a female and she's just angry and she's talking about her ex constantly and what kind of asshole yeah, is. that's good advice. That there is probably yes. a fucking kicker. If she's got two kids and two different daddies, that right there is the fucking clue. Yeah, that's uh, a good clue. I mean, yeah, does she fuck? Yeah. Obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> but do you want to lay up in that? Probably not. Yeah. So just, you know, little things out there. Yeah, and I think if also if, like, a girl's really possessive or jealous or, uh, like, paranoid that you're cheating on her, usually Absolutely. she's the one that's paranoid or she's uh, cheating or she's just crazy and very, she's psycho and obsessed with you. And Very, 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 yeah. very true. But, and ladies, any ladies, this advice goes the same way for you. Oh, yeah. Be aware of who you're dealing with when it comes to the fellas. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we won't give the fellas secrets away, but... <laughs> I don't mind because I get tired of females coming over and asking me. I had a female come up to me after a show one time at Stand Alive, and she was just so, I don't want to label her emotions, but she just wanted to talk to me about relationships. Oh. And she said, I, this is my first comedy show, and I came to laugh, and I thought you were funny, but, man, you just made me think so much about relationships. And how do you know if a guy is a good guy and just... And so on and so on. It was, it was, it was. Here's my only advice to, to ladies, and this is the problem I see. I actually talked to this, I had this uh, girl last night I was talking to, uh, but it's, it seems like girls, a lot of times they don't, they have very low standards with guys or like they just, they say they want like a, a good looking guy and then they'll put up with so much shit because the guy's good looking and let them be treated like dirt. So I just say to women, and I was a counselor for 17 years and I'd always tell oh, this nice. to, to kids that I worked with, I'd say, um, you deserve to be treated like a princess or a queen and like, and you should treat your boyfriend like a prince or a, qu a king or whatever. Like, so, I mean, right. I think that's how people should treat each other in relationships. I, I think one bit of advice I, I would <clears throat> give to anybody when it comes to relationships or life in general, but we're talking more specifically about relationships. And I, and I told my own little sister this and people only do to you what you allow them to do. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's great advice. And, and I said, I mean, I can't make it any more cut, dry, and simple than that. People yeah. do to you what you allow them to do. Right. Absolutely. And that's and whether it's physical harm or whatever it may be. So yeah, well, that's good advice. So take care of yourselves. So okay, let's move on to the. Um, I wanted to ask you about. So besides the YouTube stuff, yeah. have you ever tried uh, acting in terms of like trying out for commercials, TV, movies, any of that kind of thing? I did. Some, I did a stage play. Um, Really? About a year ago. Okay. Yep, called uh, Legacy. Did that down at uh, at the Herberger for a week. Um, and that was that was a great time. Is that here in, in the Phoenix? Uh, the Her Herberger Theater? Absolutely. It's okay. Right, it's right I don't downtown. Know if I've heard of that. Okay. It's a great theater. I would, I'd say check it out. Yeah. And, uh, if you're into that kind of thing. I don't do, I don't see a lot of theater, but I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I, I, I enjoy some play. I'm not a big musical guy. So I don't know. Was this one a musical or was it just a. No, it's, okay. it, this one uh, dealt more <laughs> with uh, Thurgood Marshall. Um, and civil rights era, oh. uh, and, and that time. Um, but we have a great theater scene here. Yeah, great theater scene. So huh. I would okay. definitely, if you're into that type of thing, I say definitely yeah. check it out. We got a million. I'm trying animals. to be more cultured and get into like theater and that kind of stuff. Like my dad was really into opera and stuff. He oh, loved, wow. like okay. he loves Phantom of the Opera. That's like one of his favorite plays. I love musicals, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, um, and then you mentioned in your act several times you you talk about how you're a grown man. Um, do you feel like a lot of grown men out there still kind of act like children? Like, it seems like a lot of millennials, they don't have a job, they don't have a car, they play video games all day. Like, does that irritate you? Or Yes. 
Yes, get your shit together. What do you? No wonder she doesn't respect you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Yes, it's it's not enough for that. But you know, this is a whole rabbit hole. I guess we can fall down. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just because I, I noticed that you. It must be a pet peeve for you because I was like, I'm a grown, and I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of times when I hear like. People will, like, on social media or even in person, people will threaten, like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, it feels weird to me to see two grown men, um, well, physically fighting, but also even verbally hearing two grown adults arguing with each other. I, I saw this in the schools a lot, like, with, uh, co- with coworkers. Teachers and principals would be screaming it or parents would be yelling right, at teachers. I'm like, right. it made me cringe so much to hear a grown adults like yelling at each other like i don't know if that's something that bothers you too but it's i feel like once we get to be a grown-up like there's certain things that we should just put in our past like we just don't do that or rarely do that but i'm not a i'm not a whiner complainer i mean i have my things that upset me i I, like i felt like i had a bad month as far as my career goes um but be on the chuck shoot podcast this is the greatest month ever (laughs) this is this is it yeah you've made Uh, it now um but i don't like whining i don't like complaining i don't like grown men sulking um, it's your life. Figure it out. Sit down. Say a prayer to God. Take it to whoever you need to take it to. Mm-hmm. If you're married, you know, I don't know. Get with the fellas. Talk it out. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, too much of that. Too much of the video games. Uh, at some point, you got to put children like tendencies down and be an adult and, and, and take care of your life and take care of those around you and move on and get, get going with shit. Right. Take care of your own shit. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, cause I think life is sometimes a balance of work and play. And then, so I think my point was like with millennials, a lot of times, sometimes not all millennials, obviously, but, Screw um, them. what? Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, well, and just people in general, I mean, I see people in their forties and fifties who just, you know, they play too much. Like, um, I know you were on a, a YouTube show about weed, but then you just said that you, you don't smoke weed do you, do you, and you must drink cause you had a story about drinking or do you I, have I other do. vices that, uh, get in the way sometimes or uh, what do you like to do for fun? You, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I, I just, nothing. I mean, I hang out with my, hang out with the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hung out last night. I'm slightly hungover now. Uh, but that was more because I hadn't hung out with them in a while and because I just had a, just an awful day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to get out, hang out with the fellas, have a couple of drinks with, with my bro over here, Slim and Mongo. And, uh, and that's all that was about. But no, I don't. Every trip I take, you know, I'm going home in uh, October for my brother's wedding, stand up for my brother's wedding, and I'm doing mm-hmm. a show there. Oh, cool. So, that's back in Detroit? That's, yeah, okay. yeah. So back in Michigan. So there are no vacations. There yeah. are no hobbies. There's no, yeah, there's nothing for fun. This is it. Because you love stand-up so much in the comedy. It's like that takes up most of your time. I do love comedy, yeah. but I have a goal. I, uh, and I, I like to win. I'm highly competitive. So I keep, I keep score. Awesome. Um, I know where I am with my career. I know where others are with theirs. Um, and as much as I want to see friends of mine succeed, sometimes – you see someone succeed and you're like, what the fuck is going on with my career right now? Uh, well, so, so tell me, is that why you had a bad day or why did you have a bad day yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. A b- bad month. <laughs> so, bad month. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been, cause wasn't it this month that you opened up for Adam? I mean, that was a pretty, that's a pretty good I've, show. I've right? worked with some awesome people, but yeah. sometimes you're sitting back and you're seeing where you are with yours and you're grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're trying to create, create, create. And you see some, some people that you're either acquaintances with or friends with. And they're getting this particular opportunity, and you're like, "Fuck, I wanted that opportunity." Yeah, comedy is a it's a weird thing, is because you're such a you're on your own mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, I mean, unless you have a crew of guys around you, that, you know, that you eventually try to build something with. But you're really you're on your own, and while you have friends, you root for them, but you want to be better than them at the same time. 
<laughs> well, everyone's got that friend that like makes them feel better about themselves. That, like, <laughs> it's not even. It's not even that. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, nice job. I'm glad you got that. You got that acting job. And you walk away. That motherfucker <laughs> should have gave it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job. Good luck to that in L.A. But like, the, if they're getting their careers progressing, that helps you too because you know them. So like, if they become the next Dave Chappelle and they're your friend, I mean, hopefully they're going to bring you up with them, right? No, no, yeah, but that doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> if that happened, that would be happening. Um, yeah. No, we Could be. Co- comics are very insecure. We're, I mean, we're artists. We're very insecure yeah. people, generally speaking. You know. Sure. So no, if I'm making it, not me per se, but if I'm that one. I'm making it. I'm not bringing you with me, especially if I have any insecurity mm-hmm. that you're better than I am or just as good as I am. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. But there's also people that would kill to be in your shoes and share a stage with all the comedians that you share a stage with. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's somebody out there in Phoenix who thinks I should not have the opportunities that I have. So absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. Right. Okay. They're wrong, but they're, <laughs> but, they are, but they are out there. Right. Yeah, totally. So um, getting back to, you were saying earlier about your office. So you're, I just want to kind of talk about your comedy writing process. Mm-hmm. Like when you write jokes, do you go into your office and sit down at a desk and brainstorm things or are you out and about and then it just comes to you and you write it down on your phone and work it out later? Is it a combination of both or how do you do it? So it, it's a, it can be a combination of different things just depending on what my environment is at that time when I hear mm-hmm. something. So I just thought of this bit yesterday about riding the bus and about how every kid should have to ride the bus, the public. And, uh, and so I was with some friends when I came up with it and we came up with it in this, it came to me in this conversation we were having. Mm-hmm. So I kind of used that conversation to kind of work the bit mm-hmm. and then see if there was anything there. And there yeah. was something there. And then I'll go and I'll jot it down on some sticky notes and then I'll take it home, and it gets on the pegboard under my joke idea column. Okay. And then we'll we'll go back, and we'll work it, and we'll work it, and we'll work it. Do you um, practice the jokes out loud in your office, like, or say it in front of a mirror, or record it with a video camera? Or? No, I for for me, what works best for me is positive reinforcement, and that's performing it on a stage in an, in front of an audience in my head. Okay. And and working it out that way as opposed to standing up and or in front of a mirror. Yeah. That's what works for me. And then from there, and I stole this from Chris Rock, so I can put this out there. Um, I'll go to an open mic after I've written it down in long mm-hmm. form and just read the words off the paper. And gotcha. see, see if there's anything funny to the audience there before I add anything to it. Do you tend to, um, some of the comedians I've seen with the open mics, and I think that, might be why uh, some of the comedians I saw at Comedy Store were not on their game because I think a lot of times with open mics, comedians try shit that they would never do in a regular show because they're being experimental and they're just going to try to see how far they can push the boundary. Do you do that kind of stuff in the open mics? Do you really try to push the boundaries and just say, like, see how far you can take it? Um, it, it'll, it'll depend on the open mic. It'll depend on the audience. It depends yeah. on the venue. So one of my favorite spots to go to right now, and there's a couple of them, um, but the lounge I love going to the lounge. Which over. one's the lounge? That is over on 7th Street and Dunlap. Just north of Dunlap on 7th okay. Street. Next, it's just called The Lounge. It's, it's next, right there next to Scramble, a little breakfast spot. Next oh, to I Scramble. love Scramble. Yeah, it's right next door to love that. Love that place. Uh, but I'll go in there and I'll do what I said I'll do, read stuff straight from the notebook. Or I'll come in and I'll work out stuff that I've already worked out that I know that I'm just trying to change. I know it's kind of funny, but I'm trying to move some words around. So wait, do you hold the notebook or you kind of put it on the stool and look at it? No, if I'll pick the notebook and read straight. I'll sit on the stool and read straight from the notebook to see if that material is getting any laughs at all. Yeah. And Or I'll come in and maybe the show is not going that great that night because a lot of comics have went up just throwing shit against Mm -hmm. the wall. I always wanted to 
try to help to make sure that the audience leaves somewhat satisfied. And then maybe I'll go up there and give them seven to ten minutes of an actual show okay. type, type material. So, so when you read directly from, so are all your jokes, it's, it's kind of like you say things word for word. Yeah. Okay. So there's not any, you don't just, cause like, I think, I mean, I've done some open mics and stuff and I would just, I would kind of just have like the idea in my head and then I would kind of flush it out as I, but it wasn't exactly worth. So that, that might actually make things easier though. Kind of have it word for word just, and then you memorize it when it is a good joke that you like. Right? Well, it's going to be word for word to start out. That's yeah, just me yeah. wanting to see the okay. meat. That makes if, sense. If, they, yeah. if there's any meat on that bone, yeah. then from there I'll move it around and you won't see that notebook again. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll play around with it from there. Cool. Cool. And sometimes I like just to get up there and riff and just see if, if anything falls out of my head at all that I, I, especially if I've been in a, a, a writing slump. Yeah. Let me just go out and jump up there and just, just make some shit up in, in front of people with yeah. no plan at all. And let's see what happens and record that. So, um, okay, let's, uh, let's move on to some of the jokes that you did. So one of the jokes you had that where I was just kind of like, kind of like, I went like kind of taken aback, I think. Cause you said, you're like, you got up there and go, I don't care if you're racist. And I was like, wait, what? Like, did he just say, I don't care if you're racist. And so I don't know if you want to do that joke or kind of explain in the, what you were trying to, the point you're getting at, or I don't, I guess I don't want to give it away if people haven't heard it. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the, my whole point of it is, you know, there's, I have enough of these conversations already with people that I want to have those conversations with, right. you know, like my bro slim here. I keep referring to him smart guy. One of the coolest guys I know. And we have some very deep conversations when it comes to race. Uh, really? And he and I don't always see eye to eye. on Really? Him. You know, um, can we talk a little bit about that here in terms of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What okay. Did, yeah. What would you like to know? What, what, what don't you guys see eye to, eye to eye on? Uh, he, I, I guess if you threw a label on it, he would be probably a little more pro black when it comes to race <laughs> and racism as, to, okay. as to, I, so that makes you the anti-black or <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes me more of, I look at things the way Jay-Z, the way I imagine Jay-Z looks at that NFL deal. Jay-Z would probably go down as the first black NFL owner. Because of what he just signed with the NFL. Oh, I don't think I even heard about that. Wait, what? He, he just signed on to become the uh, the uh, social media ambassador. And he's also going to help craft music for the oh. NFL, so on and so forth. Uh, Dude, he's so, and he's like, a, is he a billionaire? I think he's a billionaire. I, I do believe. I was going to say, because I thought maybe he could buy a team, like if he really wanted. Yeah, no, you can have the money to buy a team. Yeah. But they don't have to let you buy the team. Right, yeah. So you have to be in the good graces. Um, and so a lot of black people took offense to that because they felt like he was slapping black people in the face, uh, leaving Kaepernick and that whole situation behind, mm. so on and so forth. I look at it differently. I saw it from a business standpoint that this man is doing what he said in the damn song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Mm. And, and that's where he comes from. And that's how I look at a lot of these different things. I don't yeah. like to get caught up uh, in race so much. Again, going back to my original way I was going to answer this, I can have those conversations with people that I respect mm-hmm. on my own. Sure. I don't need to be bombarded with it or to, to bombard you with it. Mm-hmm. Because, one, you may not even be on the same level as far as I'm concerned uh, intellectually to have this conversation with me or you just don't give a fuck anyway. Either way, I don't have to push it on you. Right. Which means I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to care about it all the time. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about it all the time. Right. Well, I think like, I think that people don't talk to each other. So like I've been doing, um, I've been doing like Uber and Lyft a lot lately. Right. Just to kind of like supplement my income. And I'll tell you, like, I think everybody should do that because 
getting in a, in a car with somebody and, and going 20, 30 minutes and having to drive and you, you pretty much have to talk. I mean, some people just don't talk at all, but you, a lot of times people open up to me and I start having these conversations and like, I feel like that's kind of lost in our society right now in terms of actual conversations with people, because there's so much stuff on social media that's so you're hiding behind a computer. You say things that, you know, you would never say to people in real life. And if people just sat down and talk, I feel like a lot of these issues would, I mean, yeah, get but, flushed out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, but we've had enough conversation. There's enough conversation. People are talking about it. I don't care if it's on social media, in your car. There's enough conversation about it. What you're, what people are missing is that while you're having this conversation, the powers that be are making you have these conversations so they can continue to make dollars off of you. Right, so you want to be the person making the dollars. <laughs> well, if I have to be one or the other, yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm That's going true. to. But if I can't be the one making the dollars, I'm yeah. not going to be forced to be the other one either. Right. When you sit around and you bitch about what you saw on MSNBC, you saw on Fox News, you right. saw and so on and so on and so on, you forget that the people who run those yeah. stations, they put they're that in the, shit. Yeah, they're in the business of the making business, money. Business. They're not in the business of, ads, make, of, of telling the news. They ads. don't care. They, they want to They and, and promote the most. And that's uh, exactly right. Yeah. And that's exactly right. So enough conversation. <laughs> Worry about yourself. Get your shit together. Be a grown man or a woman. Man. Get, your, get, your, get your shit together. Because you're not going to ch- If you look at the plight of the black man, we've already been leapfrogged several times within the last five to ten years. Now you have women have leapfrogged over the black man. Now you have gay people have leaped over the black man. The LGBTQ community as a whole have leapfrogged. You said that right. Good job. So has, has leapfrogged over. the. And not to say I want any other minority group to have less. But we've had this conversation about how black men are treating this country forever. Nothing is going to dramatically change. You'll get a little bit more because they have to give you a little bit more to keep you quiet. But we will never, ever get to what we think or what we feel we should be. And to prove it to you, they will allow other minority groups to leap over you every single time. And you've seen two or three of these groups do that within the last five, ten years. Huh. That was deep. While we stay running in place. What's that? While we stay running in place, arguing and bitching and fussing and fighting about the same Yeah, you're right. I mean, the arguing and the bitching definitely needs to go away. But um, Where's Black Lives Matter now? I haven't heard about them recently. All right, so let's move on. Okay, well... (laughs) On that, (laughs) trying to get back into the comedy here, like, it got so serious all of a sudden, like... I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It was like, it was fascinating, too. We need to talk off air, too, because that's when I do want to... Get a, pick your brain a little bit more, but so, um, so the, you did a, <laughs> you do a joke about holiday dinners, about uh, how you like to have your white friends over oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah and, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. You guys do it right. You guys do it right. <laughs> I just show up. I, I, <laughs> honest to God, man, I can't make this shit. Oh, that's up. right. No, I'm sorry. It's not that you like to you like to go to the uh, white people's yes. house because you don't have to bring anything, and like they yeah. don't ask you to bring anything. You guys don't yeah. put us. You, you, black people put you to work. <laughs> All right, black people put you to work. My mama, my yeah. grandmother, his mama, his, and they gonna put you to work. Everybody's yeah. got to do something. Okay, even the kids. Yeah. Everybody, no one shows up and eats without fucking putting some sweat in on this. Yeah. Uh, the bad thing is no one cooks anything beforehand. So you uh, got four people trying to fight over one run stove. Around, yeah. Uh, and cook shit. That's and, true though. Like yeah, I noticed that. Well, actually, my mom and my sister kind of handle a lot of that stuff if I go over for Thanksgiving. But yeah, I'll just come, yes. maybe I'll show up with a bottle of wine or something. But and that's like, right. And that's am. right. And then you guys end soon too. I almost think white families yeah. don't like each other. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> okay, it's been two hours. Hope to see you later. Well, and that same person who cooked everything now can fucking clean all this yeah. shit up because everybody's going home. <laughs> While black people, nope, every yeah. night was now we now we got to spend another six hours together after we've already spent six. <laughs> For some reason, I had to watch you cook and dress the turkey. 
eat the turkey with you, and now I must stay with you for another six hours. And that's just that's how we do it, man. Oh, can you tell me about these? Uh, um, you talked a little bit about gangs. Uh, these gangs that hang out in front of supermarkets. The Girl Scouts. Yeah. Man, fuck them bitches, man. I can't stay. I Girl Scouts, man. But it is like kind of like a gang. They are pushing shitty ass cookies on you. If, yeah, dude, there should be a cop posted up out of every Walmart when it comes cookie time. Fucking just chasing those kids out the park. I want Girl Scouts chased out the park like they skate, like they chase skateboarders out the fucking park. Yeah, because do they have a permit in those kinds? Of, or at least maybe they get permission from. The, I don't even I don't know, know why they're out there. I don't mm. know why they're out there. You can get these cookies all year long. You don't even have to wait. For them to come out. Can you really what online or something? Yeah, or? you can go. You, uh, yes, we have this thing called the internet. Yeah. I don't know. This, where's this Where's this podcast going up on? <laughs> yes, you can. No, I guess I never thought of like ordering yeah. Girl Scout cookies on the internet. I mean, I guess I just, I'm not a big Girl Scout cookie fan anyway. They suck. But you talk about in your bit, you talk about like, I can just go into the store and get Oreos for like $2. I'm a Republican, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm a, I am a, I am a fiscal conservative. All right. That's rare though. Fis- an actual fiscal conservative. I am, yeah. So I'm getting these Oreos. If I'm buying cookies, two for five. Yeah. There you go. I, I like Oreos. Or you get one $5 thing from the Girl Scouts. Like, Six yeah. bucks, man. Six bucks now? Is that what Six bucks. And Rebecca, you, you, I, you not, you're chubbier than you were last year. And, <laughs> and there's no more patches on your uniform. What are you doing? Where's the money? Where's the money going? It's the pimp. What did you call it? The, the mom the that's mom. like pushing it? Cookie pimps. <laughs> Cookie pimps. <laughs> in the back. Cookie pimps. I just want to come out one day, just kick the leg from on one of them tables. Man. Just, <laughs> just, oh, that is great. Sometimes I, t- I say that prior to joke and people laugh and then sometimes people say, oh, okay. No, I know. That's like when I saw you, like, I was laughing really hard, but I looked at some people, some people like kind of like uh, appalled at some of your jokes. I'm like, I like this guy. Like, I think he's funny. Like, cause, but then they laugh at like your safer jokes. And I was like, well, the, the funnier one, like, I guess, cause I've seen a lot of stand up. Yeah. So it takes a lot for me. Like I've seen all the stuff that if it's just kind of like the middle of the road kind of safe stuff, I'm like, okay, I've seen this so much. But your stuff was like a little bit, a little more edgy. Or I don't, I don't I, even know if that's the right word, but just I want my stuff to be original. That's yeah, what it was I want original. People, I want people to exactly. walk away saying yeah. that was original. That was a uh, something that made yeah. me think about something. Even if you don't yes. always have to have a belly gut because every joke isn't going to make you fall out of your chair. It's not meant to make no, you no, fall no. out of yeah, your chair. Yeah. But I want you to think about something. And yeah. and I'm going to say some things that you do. You can make them faces all you want while you're sitting there. You don't buy them fucking cookies either when you leave the grocery <laughs> store. So <laughs> no, Because, true, because exactly. if you did, they wouldn't be out there for fucking six days in yeah. a row. They'd be sold out in day two. Exactly. So, so fuck off. So <laughs> um, I think we talked about this a little bit before about crazy girls. But uh, yeah. exciting women versus boring women. You prefer... Prefer a boring, more boring woman. My wife is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna listen to this? She, she might, but she, okay, she, might. She, she goes up and introduces herself as boring after a show, if I tell that joke. Yeah. I don't always tell it. But, but why is boring better? Explain this, because I, I totally understand this. Oh, oh man, because uh, exciting is fucking crazy, man. That, yeah. uh, you don't know what you're going to get with exciting. You, you know, you end up with chlamydia or... <laughs> Getting stabbed at it, night or... It, it, hey, cl- yeah. crazy or exciting will stab your mother. Yeah, so, right. So... So you it's boring is safe and, and you're not going to get stabbed in your sleep. Boring you can, is good. Routine. Hey, routine is good. Hey man, there's dinner cooking yeah. every fucking night at my house yeah. and I don't know how it got there, <laughs> but boring knows how it got there. The laundry's done. Boring knows how that shit. Boring is doing yard work right now. Yeah. now boy, I'm here doing this podcast. So. <laughs> so, love so, it. Love so, it. So yeah, man. Boring. Okay. And then your last, this was my favorite. And I think 
this actually, did you open with this or it was like, it was at the beginning, but you did the, the four rules that you have for homeless people. I don't know if you, <laughs> how much you want to get into this, but it was like, that was like the craziest thing. Cause you got up there and you started making fun of homeless people. And I was laughing so hard. Cause I'm like, I, you can't, you can't do that. That's, you're not supposed to make fun of homeless people, but I was laughing really hard. So, cause you, everything you said was true. Only place I'd, I, I get kind of the, uh, the room goes quiet somewhat and, and they get some of the, a few people laughing is uh, LA. I do that joke. Oh, they, yeah, they it's really, bad there. They really like their homeless people out there. But oh, I, really? I, but I, they, they treat them like, you know, like their pets. They really like homeless people out there. <laughs> like their pets. I, but I tell them, I'm from yeah. fucking Detroit, and yeah. we don't like homeless people. So this is my point of view on it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy, though, because, like, I grew up in Seattle, and, I mean, there was always homeless people, but now they have full-on, like, in camps with like tents and just got a whole neighborhood yeah it's crazy they just they just let them do it and 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 there's a a lot of them i mean not all of them but i would say a majority are using heroin it used to be a time where they chased the they chased the bum off the corner yeah you couldn't be here they are eight fucking clocking in and clocking out right all right moving around this this quadrant of corners yeah you know bob works this one this day fucking judy's (laughs) over here this day you know (laughs) Roscoe's <laughs> over here on this day. Then we're going to alternate yeah. next week. Yeah. You on for three days. You off on two. You know, that whole, they got a whole schedule, man. This is a job they are working. Right. If, they, if it wasn't, they wouldn't keep coming back. They are making real fuck. Go yeah. get a job. Yeah. There's some of those people that are not even really homeless. Like you said, they're like the fake homeless that are like just out there getting them. And it's tax free and they're getting, they probably make more than I do. Like, look, look, bro. Look, let me tell you something. Nah, I'm not a cold hearted person. There might be some people out there who are out there because they have some mental issues sure, and things absolutely. like that. What, though I do believe we throw mental illness out there, you know, too much like you throw thank you for your service out there too much. Some of these motherfuckers are just out there just, yeah. like I talk about one couple hanging out, killing my property value at the yeah. McDonald's. Right. Two young, able-bodied Caucasian people, guy, girl, holding one fucking sign between the two of them. Yeah. What kind of stupid shit is that? Make two signs. Split yeah. <laughs> up. Cover the whole parking lot. What are you doing? This is dumb. Exactly, exactly. This is dumb. Oh, I love it. That's a great bit. So, yeah, the full thing is on YouTube. Um, so, uh, then I always like to end uh, with a charity that people are passionate about. And um, you said that there was a AZ Bike Week. There's yeah. they, they do some sort of charity. What? Tell me. Can you tell me more about that? Or Yeah, man. AZ Bike Week charity. Uh, we got involved with it. My wife and I got involved with it. Uh, wow. Seems like forever ago, but mm-hmm. we got involved with it because of some very good friends of ours um, who run it. Um, uh, uh, Cager and Pink, Kevin uh, Road, um, they run it, and they have some great people. And what they do, they do a lot of different charities for the community. So whether you are um, uh, children who are orphans around Christmas time, they go out and they just buy a ton of presents and make sure that as many kids as they possibly can get those presents on that wish list. They'll take the oh, wish list from kids. That's awesome. And you know, you got some kids that, Oh, cause you're a kid, you know, I want to, I want an iPad. Well, they can't get you an iPad. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit of a tall order there. No, but they're going to try to knock out as much as that stuff on every kid's wish okay. list. Uh, they're giving, they do, they just did a, bo- a bottled water drive here not too long ago. So they're constantly raising money and doing different things throughout the year. Uh, they do, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. For for AZ Bike Week, they're out okay. there selling tickets for different events out there as well. So they work that as well to help raise money. 
Uh, so they do a lot, a lot cool. of good things in the area. Okay. So people can Google that or it's on Facebook? Or Absolutely okay. Google it. You'll find awesome. their Facebook page as well, AZ Bike Week. Check. And that's, so I didn't realize, because is that the is that same AZ Bike Week, they do all the concerts and stuff? So that's all for charity? So it's separate. So you have, oh, okay. AZ, you have AZ Bike Week, and that's what that is. Oh. But they are AZ Bike Week charities, and, oh, they, and they, okay. they partner with them gotcha. to help put on some of those things. Very cool. And then... With partnering with yeah. them, whether it be with the silent auction, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature, or the concerts, doing yeah. doing doing security at the concerts, hmm. they earn a portion of those awesome. dollars to put towards things. That's very cool. So. Okay, Sydney. Well, um, you shared a stage with uh, big name comedians. You've you've done a podcast. You got a YouTube show. Uh, you've appeared uh, on the greatest show ever, the Chuck Shoot Podcast. Absolutely, um, <laughs> man. Thank you, man. What's yeah, this is awesome. What's next for you? You got anything else planned? Besides the the new podcast coming out, is there anything else? Any tour dates that you want to let people know about? Or you know, right, shows planned? Yeah, if you well, if you go to my new branded website there, and it should yeah, be, the website's working now. Uh, it's not working with the okay. new. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working yet with the. <laughs> I yeah, because I went on it and then it was like your vi- your computer's been infected with a virus. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this website? <laughs> that was my old I it was website. Like a porn website. That, or that something. was yeah, that's my old job. Oh, okay. That was yeah, the yeah. old job. Yeah, um, big big Willie. That was that when you went. <laughs> <laughs> told you told you not to told you not to use that URL. <laughs> um, oh <my> God. <laughs> but the new website is going to be. Oh. Is, yeah, I, and I wanted to rebrand it, redesign it, and it's going to be called Sydney Smith Creative. So that's going to be okay. S-I-D-N-E-Y Smith, S-M-I-T-H. Creative will be spelled C-R-E, the number eight, T-I-V. Oh, okay. I like and how I had to spell it Smith, too. Like, I, you got some bad spellers out there, so dude, that's okay. People fuck, I, I tell people my name is Bob at Starbucks, okay? So people fuck, <laughs> fuck up shit all the time. Uh, but I want the new website to be rebranded, new name, and everything to encompass everything that I, that I, that I'm doing. So the website's coming, dates are coming. Uh, awesome. Some hitting the roads coming. So in the meantime, so, we can find, we can follow you on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Instagram as well. Instagram, yeah. Twitter. I think you're on Twitter. Yeah. I am on Twitter. Okay. Uh, but you, again, city smooth creative will be what you'll be able to follow me on. And all, okay. all that shit's going to change. Cool. As well. Awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, so check that out. Um, and you can check out big dick Willie too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> check out uh, my episodes chuck shoot podcast i also do another podcast the chuck and josh podcast we have like 50 episodes on there so check those out sydney so thank you so much for being on my show i appreciate it hey chuck man i appreciate it man really appreciate it. everybody make sure you listen to this come out and see a show and and uh again remember just don't walk up to black guys ask them to do shit <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> have a conversation maybe buy a motherfucker hennessy first or okay. <laughs> okay all right thanks buddy all right buddy